hello and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. It's finished at St James's Park, it's finished Newcastle United 2, Arsenal 1. What a victory and what a performance in that second half to uh, seal the, the, the points. It's a, it's a fourth straight win at home in the Premier League. We're now very, very securely in 10th. Uh, I think we're now three points out of Bournemouth in 11th with a game in hand on them as well. Um, we have a game in hand on Everton who are just above us as well and we play them next at Goodison. So that's going to be amazing. But before I get into the match analysis, I was a bit bored yesterday and was playing in the garden with my son and um, we, we combined uh, to create an absolutely fantastic trick shot. Tell me what you think. What can I say? Still got it. But anyway, um, enough of the uh, hilarity there. Um, what what a day it's been. You know, pic picture the scene, okay? So we, the, the, the transfer window in, in summer slammed shut. We didn't get half of the players that we wanted to, that Rafa Benitez wanted. Um, we, the mood is low, uh, relegation looms, everyone was, Everyone thinking, well, you know, this is going to be a slog this season. It's going to be a long, long, hard season. If someone in that moment had told me that by April we'll have beaten not only Man United at home, Arsenal at home as well, within the couple of months of each other, and be sort of very safely in the top half of the table. I mean, <laughs> you, you just... You would absolutely slap that person across the face, wouldn't you? Because it, it just it just seemed absolutely impossible. Um, but it was it was just remarkable. I mean, are you, honestly, are you still buzzing as much as I am? Because it's 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 been a couple of hours since uh, since full time, and I'm still just the adrenaline going through my veins. It's unbelievable the atmosphere today at St James's Park. It was loud. It was raucous. I mean, Rafa Benitez talked this week about wanting. You know, he doesn't want the crowd to be feel relaxed, and you know, he wants. He saw the impact that the crowds had over the last few, you know, the last couple of months, even in 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 the, in the crucial wins at home against Man United, Huddersfield, Southampton, and now Arsenal. And he didn't. He didn't want us as a as a crowd, as a as a stadium, to lose the intensity. That um, I mean, we used to have this kind of intense crowd years ago, but it, it's been. We've been bereft since we had very uninspiring managers and since we've had a very uninspiring owner in charge of the club as well. But what Rafa Benitez has done on a shoestring, in, in a relative shoestring in the, in, in the wider context of Premier League money and tens of millions being splashed around by pretty much everyone except Newcastle. And he wanted, he knew how powerful uh, that would be, the, the atmosphere and... You know, on top of what is and has been a very, very well-drilled side since the turn of the year, what has been a team very difficult to break down and very solid and playing within their means, but playing effectively within their means. I mean, what we saw today was another extremely efficient performance. So by half-time, it was 1-1. We'd had only 29% of the possession. So, so Arsenal had 71% possession at half time. Right? 
they'd had 10 shots, we'd had three. Both teams had three shots on target. So, Arsenal in the first half, they're very, very wasteful. I mean, they, I mean, Wenger's right in his post-match analysis to suggest that it could have been over by half-time. And, I mean, whereas I, I disagree with the fact that it would have been over by half-time, even if they had scored it, say, two, I, I still disagree that we wouldn't have been in with a shout just because of where we've where we've come from the last sort of couple of months and the performances that we've churned out and the and the fight and the spirit and the belief that is p possessed within this this humble squad this humble team that has been um there's not a lot of money being spent on but Rafa is an absolute magician he's a wizard and and we're, we're, he's created this team bigger than the sum of its parts um but before Arsenal scored today I mean we we put out exactly the same side as you as you might well imagine Slimani uh, was the only change you so see he came he was ineligible against Leicester his parent club but he he returned to the bench uh today no atsu on the bench but there was Hosselu and and Slimani so you you know <laughs> Rafa Benitez was looking for points today absolutely he was talking all week about getting 40 as um as his target for survival whereas most people um, I'd probably made the mind up. I mean, I'd, if you watch these or listen to these um, match match reports, I I said after the Huddersfield game that's us safe. Leicester was a surprise victory, and that's almost definitely safe. Now we have forty one points, and we're sitting in tenth. Forty one points. Rafa, Rafa can now concede that we're safe. It's survival, and we can look ahead to the summer and hope. That either Mike Ashley's going to put up, or Mike Ashley's going to sell, and a new owner will come in and back what has been, what will be the, the, you know, one of the best managers uh, Newcastle have ever had in their history. And I don't say that uh, with embellishment because of the, it's his connection with the fans. It's the, the way he's turned around a club in crisis. It's the way that he performs miracles um, with very little resource. And he, he's just he's just absolutely remarkable. He's an, a, a huge contender for manager of the year, based on. I mean, let's take it back to what our what media predictions would have been. No, no, not one, not what even even the Newcastle biased journalists and football writers would not have suggested Newcastle be tenth at this point in the season. No chance. And a lot of us fans wouldn't have thought so. Even our wildest dreams, we wouldn't. But here. Here we are, we're safe and we can enjoy it. And that's what happened today. The fact that we've done the hard work against Southampton, against Huddersfield, and then again at Leicester, which was a huge, huge away result for us against a, what has been largely a very good side this season. We went into the game today against Arsenal with... I wouldn't say it was relaxed, but we could enjoy it. It was a really sunny day today. It's been absolutely just lush to sit outside... And watch your football team and know that even if we lost today, it's sort of a free pass with Arsenal. And you think, well, they're just a very good side. They've got a lot of players. Now, Arsenal's lineup, you it might be argued second string because they obviously played in the Europa League um, in, in Russia on Thursday, a few days before. So Ozil wasn't in the team. Ramsey wasn't in the team. Koscielny wasn't in the team. Bellerin wasn't in the team. 
they started um, with a young guy um, in, in, in attacking centre midfield. Um, his name escapes me. He's number 69, though. I do, I do remember that. I'll just get his name now because it's going to annoy me if I don't remember his name. And that player's name was um, Joe Willock. So number 69, um, Brave. But, you know, you say, is it an Arsenal second string? No. Because when you have Lacazette and when you've got Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, both, both players cost them upwards of 100, 100 million. 110 million it probably was. When you've got players like Awobi, who's a very, very capable attacking midfielder. You've got Jacker and you've got Elneny, who are internationals in their own right. That's not a second string side. It's just a slightly rotated team. So I won't have it that that was a second string Arsenal side because look at the talent that they had. Yet they couldn't match the intensity, certainly in that second half, and, there's, and, and the stability that, that, that Newcastle... It was the belief. Let's look at the goal. So the first goal, Arsenal's goal... What we've been used to in the last few games is teams find it very, very difficult to get in behind Newcastle, find it difficult to find space because we, we, we're compact, we're, we're two banks of fours, we've mentioned on these videos numerous times. But what it took was, um, essentially, it was route one, it was very direct, it was a long ball up from Mustafi, who had a bit of a torrid time last week, but we'll, we'll get onto that in a little bit. And he launched a ball up. Uh, towards Aubameyang who was sort of playing on, on, the, on the wide left and he controls it very well and he's on the edge of the box and Yedlin's not, not, not really near him and he crosses a ball in now even, even at the point that he crosses it it's more, of, it's more of him anticipating where Lacazette might be it wasn't that he sp spotted him Lacazette then had to start in it was back post and stretch and the, the technique to be able to direct that goalwards on the stretch um, is really impressive and that was 1-0 and that was Lacazette and it just shows the quality and we saw that a few times in the first half just Arsenal's ability to you know create a very you know very um, dangerous attacking chance um, simply by two or three very incisive passes and they were able to play triangles and the movement, and we we did struggle to contain them in the first half. And as much as I wouldn't say that they deserved the lead lead at that point, because at that point, after fourteen minutes, very little had ha actually happened in the game. It was a lot of um, it was a lot of battles in in, in, the, in the middle third. And as I noticed in the first half, we we were allowing their midfield quite a lot of space and time and. There was a bit of a gap between our midfielders and our strikers, which Elneny and Xhaka, I guess, were trying to trying to dictate from. But it was a, it was a mistake by um, Mo Diame who let in Lacazette um, in the first half as well, and he tried to. I thought he was just going to blast it. There was nobody seemingly closing him down, and he basically tried to pass to Willock, who ended up sort of screwing this chance up and it just it, it just went wide so that was a bit of a let off um, and maybe that's the kind of extra goal that 
Arsene Wenger was alluding to as well, but there was something fantastic after we actually conceded in that the whole stadium started chanting for Newcastle. You know, the, the atmosphere was really, really excellent today. It was fantastic. It was... Um, everyone was getting involved, um, all corners of the stadium, but the, 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 the fact that... The, the, that and immediately after we conceded, there was no grumbles, there were no sighs, there were no swear, swearing or, or, or cursing, no. It was, clap your hands and start chanting for Rafa and the boys. And that's what Rafa was talking about, the impact that, the, that, the, that a happy crowd can have. You know, we haven't had this for years because we've never really had, before Rafa, we, didn't, we hadn't had anybody since Bobby who we could really get behind, who we thought well he's a credible manager because he has ideas that I can't you know he has brilliant ideas far beyond my knowledge you know with Pardew and Carver and McLaren you just think well they're just making it up as they go along and I, I still believe that now and I think Pardew has absolutely been found out McLaren can't get himself a job either less said about Carver the better but it, you know what we're seeing is somebody who in charge who is intelligent and he does his homework and he's meticulous in his preparation and his detail, his eye for detail is 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 just phenomenal. Like you wouldn't believe he's an absolute geek, Rafa Benitez, for the football detail. But you know what? That's what gets him marginal gains, and that's why he's able to work and get the best out of players to instill them with confidence. And this is what we saw in this in this performance today to go a goal down against a top six side. It's weird to call them a top six side because Arsenal were always a top four side, but they have slipped under Wenger, and but they're still a very very capable outfit. Of course they are. So to go goal down and for the crowd to immediately, instinctively, just start clapping and chanting was just exactly what we needed. And what happened after that was we started trying to exploit their weaknesses. Now one of their weaknesses um, that I that I noticed um, in in by watching the game is that um, and it was largely Shelby Shelby just kept playing these long balls over the top now Shelby finding Shelby dropping long balls in over the over the top of the defence to Gale used to happen all the time in the championship last season it was it was the hallmark it was one of the signature moves of how we used to score a lot of goals and why Dwight Gale got upwards of 20 goals or so in the championship and we, we were doing it again today so Shelby would get would, would pick the ball up and you know most 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 teams who wanted to do that and just kick a ball up high and you know it gains territory, it gives the defence a breathing and it allows you to resettle. But when you've got John Joe Shelby doing that, it's not a lump. It's it's no longer a lump. What John Jelvy, what John Joe Shelby does is that it's a what he does is he hooks it high, but it's a very meticulously accurate ball. It's very precise. It's very purposeful, and Dwight Gale was able to get him behind the defence and latching onto a couple of these balls. Now, shortly before we scored, Gale, Gale was making, his off-the-ball runs today were absolutely fantastic and it caused it caused Holding and Mustafi un, you know, endless problems, untold problems. They didn't know how to deal with the high balls and with with the accuracy of Shelby, when he was able to find Gale a lot more. Now sometimes Gale gets the ball and he doesn't really know what to do with it, and he just hasn't got that quality that, you know, you saw in the last week or so 
Deli Alley playing away and you know it was a ball over the top. Deli Alley one touch finish in off the post and and that's kind of that's like world class you know that, that we don't have Dwight Gale isn't of that standard so when he gets played in like that he has to play within his means now it means that sometimes he gets frustrated he might not be able to lay the ball off and maybe the defender is a bit too strong for him because he's a bit lightweight so it doesn't always it doesn't always lead to a, a chance or even get a shot on top like just get a shot away so that had happened once before, but then we did it the second time. And this time, Gales have got a bit of nouse about him, and he's and he's made it an, an another excellent run. It's another excellent but measured punt from, from, from John Joe Shelby to find him. And what he does is very calmly just lays the ball off to Yedlin, who's been obviously pelting down that right wing um, to support. Now, at this point, Perez is on the edge of the box, and Mustafi's near post. Yedlin again, similarly to the Lacazette uh, to the Lacazette goal. There was a it was a cross that was not so much aimed at that person, but more speculative into space in the hope that that person would get there. And that's exactly what happened. We saw last week um, in the Arsenal Southampton game where Mustafi was caught basically uh, sleeping at the near post. He expected Petacek to come for it. There was a breakdown of communication there. And Shane Long, very quick player, was able to nick in in the near post from across from the from the right wing. He was able to nick in and and and, and get a get a goal from across the across the uh, the face of the goal into the, into the opposite corner. Pass check, and all the Arsenal defenders are just looking around. They're just looking at each other. Who was supposed to pick him up? Now that was a weakness that Rafa Benitez hundred percent would have looked at. Would have spotted it and would have had a word in his in the ear of his forwards to say, Mustafi Mustafi fell asleep last week at the near post, so if you've got the opportunity to to do so, dart across the front of him, dart across to the near post and try and nick in, and that's exactly how Jose Perez scored today, and I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Rafa had a big hand in that and and he was able to pass on that wisdom that he spotted, this weakness that he spotted last week. Because, I mean, you know, average people like you and me could have seen that would have seen that mistake last week. So being able to bring it in and, and, and apply it to a, a real-life real match would have, would be a very, very Rafa Benitez kind of thing to do. So he lays it off to, to Yedlin. Yedlin just plays a very straight ball, just across, a very um, square ball across. And Jose Perez just nicks in and he kind of uh, he kind of gets a hook on the ball and he just sort of whip he sort of hooks it and whips it with his with it, with, the, with his instep on his right foot and it just has so much spin and he manages to just steal it in I'm sure you've seen the goal now already um, of, of Czech's uh, near post and suddenly once again for the second week running Czech and Mustafi are looking at each other just thinking well wh whose who's fault is that <laughs> meanwhile Perez doesn't care He's he's away celebrating, you know. He's he, and and the whole crowd and suddenly, from a position of mm, we might lose this one because they've taken the lead, Arsenal, to one one. We're back in it, and guess what? We I think we can spot a couple of weaknesses in their backline, and from that point onwards, and we just we kept doing the same thing. We kept looking for balls over the top because they absolutely couldn't deal with it. 
Now, Holding and Mustafi are you know, fairly big units themselves, and you'd think, well, big lads, they'll, they'll, be able to, they'll be able to deal with a few high balls, with a few headers, and, you know, it's not like Gale and Perez are necessarily um, going to be battling for them in, in, from an aerial perspective, but it, it was, it was the, the accuracy of the Shelby balls meant that it, 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 was, it was landing at Gale's feet which put us in a much better position. Now, there was a shout for a, a handball off Lascelles for, from an Aubameyang shot in the first half. That could have easily been a penalty for me. I've seen it back. Um, haven't been to the game. I've, I've watched the highlights back uh, quickly before doing the video, and I think it's very innocuous. I think his arm is... It, it could be construed to be in a, a, an unnatural position, but I... You've seen them given, but there didn't seem to be too many protestations um, from the Arsenal uh, players at all. I think it's just one of those. Um, it could have been given, but it wasn't. And if other people think that we got away with one, well, there's plenty of um, decisions that haven't gone our way this season. So I think we're, I think we've been chalking them up. Don't worry. Now there was a possible stamp from Kennedy as well. Now this was over next to the the dugout, and and um, he's basically. He's sort of gone to kind of stamp on the ball with his studs. Um, it slipped off the top of the ball. Now, you know, in his in his favour, he definitely, definitely intends to try and challenge for the ball. Unlike, say, Marcus Alonso yesterday, where he just deliberately put his studs down the back of Shane Long. So, there was a difference in intent there, but that's not to say that the, his ball... You know his foot didn't sort of skate off the ball and then make contact with the Arsenal player. More tell most tellingly that it was it was right next to the dugouts and I didn't see, I didn't see the Arsenal coaching staff and Arsene Wenger be up in arms about it. They weren't. Um, they, again, the protestations were quite muted. So I think had they remonstrated quite, pa like passionately, um, then the referee might have seen it in a different way and there might have been a bit more chance of him possibly getting a red or a yellow but nothing I don't, he might have got a yellow I, I, I don't think he did um, and he got away with one so you could argue that maybe Newcastle were slightly lucky to have got away with a couple there in the first half and I think Rafa probably wouldn't have been pleased with the, the amount of space we, we were giving um, certainly Aubameyang on the, that, that, that left wing and allowing them to dominate as much as they, they did dominate though like I said, we we would after that first half, we were just more efficient with it. You know, they had two thirds of the possession, more than two thirds of the possession. They had ten shots. We only had three, but all of our three were on target, and we went in one one level. So we've not seen a lot of the ball. We haven't had that many shots in comparison to Arsenal. But guess what? We're level playing at half time, and I think Rafa would be thinking, well, if we just get our back line in order again like we've seen in the last few games, were very, very capable. Let's just assertively remind the team what they how they can defend as a unit. Lejeune and and Dummett and and Lascelles and Yedlin and Dubravka and then Diame, who was absolutely everywhere today by the way, protecting um protecting that back that back line and even Shelby was getting stuck in in a an aggressive but fair way today and um I think, you know, Shelby 
put himself in the spotlight this week by talking about World Cup ambitions and that his disciplinary problems were behind him. And I tell you what, he's not really a player. Shelby of old wouldn't have wanted to put himself in the in the spotlight in that way. But you know, TV cameras, huge game, live on Sky, beamed all around the world. He did not do his World Cup places any harm today. Neither did uh, Jamal Lascelles. My favourite Jamal Lascelles moment, by the way, uh, today was when uh, I think it was a bit in the. It was a bit in the second half where um, Lacazette was trying to run through and um, Lascelles just dealt with the ball and like Lacazette just like he just ran into him and bounced off him like he just ran into a brick wall. It was fantastic. Just shows the strength of, uh, of Lascelles and just how much of a unit he is and how muscular. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was brilliant. But what happened when we came out in the second half, um, you know, Perez had been fantastic obviously he got the goal but what I'd seen is you know he continued that you know these little mazy dribbles that he does so I was really impressed with uh, Dwight Gale's runs off the ball but then I was really impressed with uh, Jose Perez's dribbles on the ball his runs with the ball and he caused a lot of problems there was a time in the first half where he kind of got in behind and tried to pull it back um, and he did fantastically to, to sort of um, manipulate this chance out of seemingly nothing really but you know, when we've got the quality of, of, of Kennedy on the wings and Richie was putting in a hell of a shift as well. And it's just, you know, it, all the same characteristics of what we've seen of this team over the last couple of months. You know, it was we got the organisation at the back again. We got, I mean, up to the point that Arsenal didn't manage a shot on target in, this, in the second half. They had three at half-time and they had three by full-time as well. So whatever's happened at half-time... We shored up at the, at the back, but then we also had the belief to go on and win it because we're thinking, well, we have parity here. They're, they're wasteful. They're being profligate um, up front, Arsenal, in the final third, despite the talent that they had out. You know, Willock came off for Welbeck. So then you've got Welbeck, who's been in fantastic form. You know, he scored uh, last weekend. He scored in midweek as well. So he's coming into a bit of a purple patch um, and he would have only been off the bench because he was being rested, obviously, after being overexerted. So Willett comes off, Welbeck comes on, and, and almost immediately... So Paul Dummett has a throw-in down the left-hand side near where I'm sat on the east stand at the halfway line. Aims for Slamani, who's come on for um, Dwight Gale at this point. So Dwight Gale's run himself into the ground. He's, he's just been absolutely fantastic. Um, but didn't really get much of a chance at goal. But I guess with Slimani being uh, you know, fully fit now, he was ineligible last week, he came on. So Dummett's gone named for his head, because now we have that option. We have a target man. But he's quite mobile, as I'll go on to explain. The ball gets then headed back the um, ball gets nodded on and gets headed sort of up in the air by one of the Arsenal centre-backs. And none of the Arsenal centre-backs or defenders seem to want to actually deal with this ball. Slomani thinks, well, I'm having that. And you see him and he just goes for it. And the determination to just sort of get a, a really powerful header on and generate generate sort of power and, and, and energy, kinetic energy th through the ball with it just with his neck muscles... He aims for Perez, who's on the edge of the box, and Perez does like a little flick to the side 
Like he almost, it's almost like it, the ball hardly changes trajectory. It was, it was almost a very slight flick, but it's a definite flick and Richie's just tearing up and he takes one touch and just fires it with his right foot back across check and it's, and it's an absolutely incredible finish. It's a great finish and it's a great goal as well. And it's 2-1 and, the, and the, the celebrations are just mental and I, I honestly couldn't, I couldn't believe that we managed to turn it around after the fact that we sort of got out of jail a bit in the first half. And suddenly you couldn't see Arsenal getting back in it because we were playing with such gusto and such belief and confidence that you think that they're not going to get past this. Diarmi and Shelby in, in the in, in the centre midfield were completely overrunning uh, Jacka, Chaka and um, and El Neni, who were unable to have as much of an impact in play, despite having twice the amount of possession uh, that, that 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 we had today. So it was it was absolutely absolutely fantastic um, to see uh, to see us go ahead, and then you've got. Just to talk about Islam Smarni, so it was the first time I'd probably seen him in the flesh, you know, getting get more than a, you know, ten minutes or five minutes here and there, and if you noticed, so Islam, Islam Smarni had a really big hand in in Richie's goal because he, his header found Perez who flicked it for Richie to go, and against our, uh, Huddersfield as well, Perez, um, sorry, mixed up your words here. Against Huddersfield, Slamani goes up to challenge, um, Huddersfield goalkeeper. Um, who then, because he's under pressure from Slomani, uh, from that dink to the back post, palms it, falls to Kennedy, composure, passes it to Perez, 1-0. Islam Slomani has the nous to stay behind the goal line so he's not offside. So he's hardly played any minutes for Newcastle Slomani, yet he's been involved in two match-winning goals, quite significant hands in match-winning goals, which is fantastic. And... What I saw was a player who is a target man, but is who is very mobile and actually has a bit of pace about him as well once he gets going. And he was trying to take on the Arsenal defenders. Now, without Bellerin in the side, yes, they're not. And without Koscielny, they're not as quick. So he kind of wanted to exploit that. And he was taking players on and he was shrugging them off. And he was really holding the ball up well and very intelligent playing. And, you know, he looked so determined today. And he looked like a player who was fighting for a permanent contract in Newcastle United. You look at what Kennedy's done over the last couple of months. You look at what Dubravka's done since he came in. And you look at now Slomani and this his, his performance today in the 20, 25 minutes or whatever that we saw of him. And we saw somebody who was who's seen what we what, what we are as a club, what the stadium's like, what the fact that we're turning over the likes of Man United, the likes of... Um, Arsenal, and he wants to be a part. He wants to be a part of this club, and you could absolutely tell that. And he, it was a, it was it was a really fighting, determined performance from Slomani. And what I, what I absolutely loved about him, which you might not have been able to pick up on uh, on the TV if you if you weren't there at the game today, was the fact that he was barking orders at at the players around him, notably Kennedy. So Kennedy, from about the 70th minute, who seems to have been taken off around the 60-70 minute mark, pretty much every game he's played, because he just gets absolutely knackered. Always puts in a shift, but he's just knackered. But today, it was almost like Rafa Benitez was trolling him, because he took off, I think he basically took off everyone else around him, so he took off He took off Gil um, for Slomani, he took off Perez for Hosselu who came on, so two big men up front. 
and then he took Richie off for, for Jacob Murphy in, 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 in the last few minutes. It was like, it was almost like Rafa Benitez trolling Kennedy to say, right, I'm actually going to bloody get 90 minutes out of you. You're a professional athlete, deal with it. Because he, he, was, he was definitely angling for it, Kennedy. He was knackered. But what was brilliant is that Slamani was kind of shouting at Kennedy and telling him what he should be doing and where he should be going and kind of... He just was jing him up from the opposite side. So if Kennedy was in the second half, was far away. You know, was on the opposite side to the t opposite touchline to where the dugouts were. But but Slamani was almost like an extension of Lascelles and an extension of Rafa Benitez. In that you know he's he's one of the most experienced players in that squ squad, which is largely young and inexperienced in the top flight. Slamani's kind of played Champions League football. He's played in top flights all over the all over the place. So. He was passing on his wisdom and his maybe his authority and his you know that 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 experience to a younger player. Kennedy was twenty two, and it was fantastic to see a player who had barely played minutes for this football club. Yet he he was so committed today to the fact that he was actually bawling at other players to tell them what to do, and I, I, that was just fantastic. And you know, there's there's anecdotal evidence that you know that that Dubravka is very vocal as well, and the fact that you've just got a few more leaders, so it's not all on the cells of shoulders that actually were covered as a spine. So you think of the spine of like Dubravka, Lascelles, Shelby, and quietly Diarmi as well, but also um, Slamani in that final in the final third as well. It, it, we've got the makings of a spine there, and that's absolutely fantastic. And from I was very encouraged by what I saw from Slamani today. And you know, if he can, possibly he's pushing for a start against Everton, and maybe I'd like to see him at least get a couple of starts before the end of the season, especially now that we're sort of safe. And I'd like to see really what he's made of and if he can bang in a couple of goals because I think if he can get a couple of goals before the end of the season, there might be a shout that he wants to join us permanently and we would want to buy him for a... It would be a lot less than the £29 million that Leicester paid for him. That's, that's, for sh that's for certain, given that he's a bit older now and that they seemingly don't want him. So that, that, that was absolutely great to see. Um, but I just think, you know, to get back to... We just caused them problems. We made them misplaced passes and there were slips and just a lot of errors. And we just exploited their weaknesses. We identified their weaknesses. We exploited them. And in the end, we were, we, stat-wise, maybe not worthy of the, of, 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 the, of the win. But actually, if you were there watching it, we we, we were just better. We were more more efficient. And it's this theme of Rafa Benitez's size that we're efficient. He concedes that we haven't got the players to be able to pass and keep possession. Okay, so what's the next best thing? Don't have possession, but still try and create as many chances as you might with possession. Just be very direct when you do have the ball and and, and, and be effective and efficient. And that's exactly what we were today. Once again, it, it, it's he's got a real flow and we've got a real consistency in the side now with the team he picks, with the way we play. Yes, we might have slipped a bit in the, in the first half, but certainly the second half, we got back, we got our mojo back, and we saw that. And Slamani again played through a very packed Kennedy, who was who was bearing down on goal, and a great saving challenge from Mustafi. Basically, looped up, it beat Czech all hands down, and it hit the bar. So we were very very lucky not to get a third. And uh, I mean, I think they would have raised the roof had uh, had Kennedy got a clean strike in and not uh, and and it just burst the net. So. It's just what 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 a day and like, you know, a note on Diarmi as well, who I thought was really just absolutely everywhere today. Um, I, I really liked. Um, it was a moment in the eighty ninth minute where they'd they'd had a 
they'd had a free kick on the left hand side and you're thinking alright what's going to happen here there was, a, there was a point where Maitland Niles was trying to get the ball inside the, he was in the, on the inside of the box at the, at the touchline um, and Diarmi kind of stepped across him to shield the ball out to shadow the ball out for, for, for a goal kick but the way he stepped across it you're thinking oh that's that, he could have mistimed that and I honestly think that the Diarmi of like six months ago would have just gone in horribly recklessly there fouled Maitland-Niles in what was just a, seemingly a very innocuous uh, challenge and he, we would have drawn the game from they, they might have equalised from the penalty spot and then everyone gets sort of disheartened that we didn't and we've given the you know given away a very easy goal but actually the Diarmi of 2018 is just fantastic and he has the confidence in his ability to not foul there to use his strength to use his experience shield the ball out and it's a goal kick and it buys us a few more minutes so that for me epitomised the change and transition that we've seen in Diarmi this season and how important he is in that midfield to allow Shelby to un to unlock Shelby and allow Shelby to spray the ball around and he certainly him and Lascelles certainly didn't do their World Cup claims any harm today at all um, it was just a fantastic day it was it was amazing to be there a cr absolutely cracking atmosphere it was so loud the crowd was 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 screaming so loud it was it was absolutely class and you know you look at how important Shelby is to a team like this and you know you look at Shelby now as a he's a very he's a key player in what is now a, a successful and, and pretty good top half side which is Newcastle United and then you look at the other midfielders that have been called at Fringdon Lewis Cook of Bournemouth Jake Livermore of, um, of a set of relegated uh, West Brom although they've just beaten Man United today to give Man City the league but you know the likes of Livermore and Lewis Cook like that are kind of nothing players in very mediocre sides and you look at Shelby who's an important cog in the way that we play and you know he's put his money where his mouth is and he seemingly has put those disciplinary problems behind him let's not pretend that they might not resurface given the, given changes in environment and atmosphere and circumstance but he put in strong tackles today. He's he's working hard, aggressive, but in a very channeled, fair way. He's not being petulant. He's just he's just doing his job and he's playing very well. And with it, with that passing range, you think that it would be absolutely crazy that it, you know, today he just he made El Nenny and um, Granite Xhaka just him and Diarmi just made their midfield pairing look very average. Who are both bona fide internationals in their own right and you look at Shelby who never really got a sniff for England you've got Diarmi who's now retired from international football and you just think well what right do our guys have to run the game even though, even though they didn't really have that possession when they did have possession they did so much more than Elneny and and, and Jack and, it, and it's just maybe Arsenal didn't show up today but we didn't show up in the first half you're just very wasteful Arsenal, but we what what a day the fact you know four straight home wins back back to back I, I, I can't get over how good that is and now we go into into the Everton game um and you know we've got we're one point behind Everton with a game in hand and that you know we, we play them next so there's a very real chance and Leicester are only two points behind and Leicester are you know they just got beat off Burnley, they got beat off us, so they they they're on a losing streak as well. And 
Everton are a bit shifty. They only scraped a draw against Swansea. So, and Allardyce is obviously um, well. There's a lot of problems there. I don't expect Allardyce to be there next season. So, there's a real chance for us to to to, to just push on and just keep going and see how far we can take this team and. It makes me really excited for the summer. I mean, with the caveat of Mike Ashley still currently in charge of the football club, you don't know what's going to happen. But if Rafa's even backed a little bit, you're going to believe we're going to push on. When he's got the when he's got the the authority to bring in his players, so the, his players that he brought in, Dubravka, Kennedy, and Slomani, Slomani to a lesser extent in the point I'm about to make, but they've they've transformed our season and. Getting the most out of the army is like a new signing, you know. It's and getting Shelby head down and playing it was best, the best of his ability. This is all Rafa Benitez, and he's amazing, and I love him, and I love our club, absolutely love our club. And it's days like today, in the sunshine, watching your team turn over a top six side. It's just, it's a joy, and I absolutely. I'm 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 still very very excited and buzzing over today's result, and it's not going to end. And Sunderland are on the brink of going down to League One, which, sorry, but I think I find that hilarious. And the longer we don't have to play a derby against them, the better, because I, I can't stand derby games because it adds stigma to what would otherwise be quite a winnable fixture. So see you later, Sunderland. Um, Newcastle will be sitting pretty in the top half I'm, I'm absolutely sure of that and onwards and upwards and we'll see we'll see we'll see what we can do next season but wow what what a run and what an afternoon today's been hope you've enjoyed it i've been adam this has been another two network match report please subscribe on youtube and get your comments in below i absolutely love reading them and love to get the interaction going i'm on twitter at the two network and facebook the two network 1892 and if you are a podcast subscriber to these videos we're on soundcloud and we're on itunes as well so make sure you subscribe please share with all your friends as well let them know if you enjoyed the video please tell them about it forward them the link um because i'd love to get some some more subscribers obviously so hit subscribe and we'll see you after the everton game cheers bye bye <laughs>